Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Friendly disclaimer time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with any of the media that we review or critique. We wholeheartedly support our fellow creatives at the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. And at the end of the day, we're just really big fans. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and buckle up, fans, because we're about to dive so deep into the Sarah J. Mass fandom. We're talking all things Crescent City, and when I say we, I mean me and our lovely special correspondent, Miss Melinda. Welcome back, friend! Yay, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm wonderful. This is one of my biggest accomplishments, is getting you hooked on another Sarah J. Mass series. And I've been waiting so long to pick your brain on this subject. And I realized Crescent City was a tougher read to get through. It really was, but it was worth the wait. It was worth waiting for every reaction you sent my way. I'm ready to talk all things Crescent City. Ready? You ready for it? Let's do this. Okay. What were your initial thoughts? Because I know there was a lot of stop and go. Yes. Well, I was late to the Akatar train. You got me on it last year. And then I remember reading the first book and messaging you saying, I can't do this. And you're like, no, it's really good. I promise. Just get through, just get through this. And I did. And then I sped read the entire series. The same thing happened with Crescent City with the first book. Oh, it was brutal. To me, you got to push through the first couple hundred pages. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is not my type of fantasy genre. I'm I'm not a big urban fantasy reader. And you said, no, trust me. And I did and I went through the first book real quick second book I think I read in like two weeks I'm hooked cannot wait for the third book oh my god I read Crescent City as a way to heal my Akatar hangover I mean the second I was done with Silver Flames it was like two days later I'm like I'm not okay I need more Sarah J Mass (laughs) and I was only seeing the Crescent City series on the shelves and I was specifically told no you need to go to Throne of Glass there's no excuses you need to. You cannot pass go and collect 200 if you don't re throw in a glass. And I was like, but this is what's on my Barnes and Noble and or Target shelves. And yes. they're like, I don't care. And I was like, well, I picked it up anyway. And I finished that book in a week and a half. And it's a very big book, very big book. And the first 200, 250 pages were tough to get through. I was like, come on, when are we going to get to the good part? Okay, I get mm-hmm. it. What is going yeah. on here? And Then I quickly got through the first book, immediately dove into the second book, which was an even bigger book. And I could not put it down. I have no idea how I got work done because I would race home from my nine to five and just put my nose in a book. It was the healthiest distraction in the history of ever. And I'm eternally grateful for this series, for Sarah J. Mass. And I was like, what do you mean? I have to wait till January for the third one. That's, That's not okay. Mind you, I read the second Crescent City series last year, and there was no announcement until, was it March of this year? March or April of this year? And I was like, we have a date. All right, here we go. What did you do to get over your Crescent City hangover? I found an author who also writes young adult. And this author, it is safe for middle school age, high school readers, if people are concerned about that. And it's Margaret Rogerson. 
And she wrote a book called Sorcery of Thorns, which is very much Akatar light in a way. Okay. And I enjoyed it immensely. She has a book and a little novella with it. I believe there's going to be another book as well. It was a really cute read. She also wrote a book called Vespertine that I read in a week. And she wrote it during COVID. And it was plans for it to be a duology slash maybe a trilogy. But as of right now, it's a standalone. But that was also a really good read. So if you're looking for something to just kind of keep you over, I've been reading that. And I've also been on Book Talk and looking at suggestions that other readers have provided and have added to my TBR list. So I have been doing that. Okay. My typical go-to is I will go on Pinterest and look at the fan art. Then I'll get on the fandom app and make an imaginary link chart in my brain to see, like connect all the context clues that I did not pick up on and just revisit the fandom. It made me fall in love with the series that much more. The Sarah J. Mass fandom never disappoints in fan art or fan theories. I also enjoy all of the memes. Oh, yes. That people on TikTok provide. I mean, if that's our, our dying legacy as millennials, I'm a thousand percent okay with this. So typically when we cover a TV show or a movie, we do some casting. But this is a book. And while I sincerely hope they do end up doing a book to screen adaptation of Crescent City some way, somehow, hopefully in this lifetime, I mentally cast people while reading books. I mean, I know I shared with you my... My starting lineup for the Bat Boys with Akatar. So we got Theo James as Rasand. We've got Ben Barnes as Azriel, and the ever so lovely <laughs> Henry Cavill as Cassian. But because we're talking Crescent City, who is your starting lineup? Who are you mentally casting for this wonderful story and or amazing series? I spent a week thinking about this because mm-hmm. I did not have anyone in particular in my mind for the Crescent City cast because there's so many characters that I ended up picturing a lot of the fan artwork that was generated for these characters okay so in my search for the cast for Crescent City I figured Nicola Mary Coughlin would be Bryce Quinlan for me oh Dairy Girls yeah I I think no Lady uh, Whistledown Bridgerton I figured Darren Barnett would be Rune Danan Katarina Graham would be the Hind Lydia Servos. Oh. Katie O'Brien would be Danica Fendier for me. She's in Quantumania. She oh. played the Quantum Realm leader. Okay. I had a hard time picturing who could be Hunt. Uh-huh. And I think I ended up with an actor, um, predominantly Mexican actor, but breaking out into the US, Mario Casas. And for Celestina, I had Bria Henderson. For Fury, I have Natasha Bordizzo. For Baxian, I had Michael B. Jordan. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. A good one. Sold. Okay, we're putting that one out in the universe. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. For Juniper, I have Amanda Stenberg. For Mordok, I have Mads Mikkelsen. Good choice. I know, I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, because I was so, so, I didn't even put him down because I got stuck. <laughs> All right. For Micah, I actually I pictured Michael Fassbender for Micah. I know people pictured Michael Fassbender for the Autumn King, but for the Autumn King, I have Lee Pace. Oh, me too. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Continue. And Jessica, I always pictured Mayanna Burring, like from the get go. 
she was in The Witcher. Oh. From the get-go. Like, yes. I had her as Jessica. Amber Quinlan, I have Jillian Sanderson. Uh, Randall, I have Idris Elba. Oh my God, please let um, this happen. My hunt is Jensen Ackles from ooh, Supernatural. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a toss-up for my Bryce Quinlan. So I was thinking either Jennifer Lawrence or Blake Lively. Just make him a redhead. Okay. I can see that. Rune, I have Oliver Jackson Cohen. Okay. Danica, I'm casting Cara Delvine. Lydia, I want Brie Larson and okay. Captain Marvel. Hypaxia, I want Rosario Dawson. That's a good one. Autumn King, Lee Pace. <laughs> it's gotta be Lee Pace. Yeah. Celestina. And she was the first one that I mentally cast it. I'm mm-hmm. still filling out characters, who who I was going to place where. I'm cast Divine Joy Randolph from Only Murders in the Building, the the detective from season one mm-hmm. and two. She's the only one that I see as, as Celestina. As Ethan, I'm thinking Matt Reif. Okay. The comedian. As Therian, hear me out, Jason Lewis. So he played Smith Jared on Sex and the City. He was Samantha's young stud. And he's older now, but I think I think he's perfect. As Fury, and hear me out, because I'll bring this up later, Brie Garcia, as in the Bella Twins from WWE, Brie Garcia. And I will go into more detail later when we talk parallels. As Juniper, I have India Amartifo. She was Queen Charlotte, in the young Queen Charlotte. Oh, okay. Yep, I see and that. And as Jessica, I have Meryl Streep. Nice. And, okay. But... The whole time as I'm reading this series, I was like, nothing was ever set in stone. So this is probably similar to fantasy football. Like, who are we drafting <laughs> for our Crescent City cast? So mm-hmm. I will probably be making some content as to who our starting lineups are. <laughs> Again, I know we can talk about this all day, but I'm ready to spill some tea. Are you ready to spill some tea? Let's spill it. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So we are about to talk about the first two Crescent City books. Buckle up, fans, because it is so good. All right. I know we kind of touched on this, but when did you fully become invested? Like, what was the storyline that made you invested in this, in the first Crescent City book? So I'm the type of reader where I forget things after I've read it. So I, but I know that the scene where I started getting cooked was when Hunt and Bryce were coming back from some investigation and it was raining and they landed on the rooftop hunt starts to snuggle her right Mm -hmm. that was when i got hooked (laughs) okay from that moment on i was like i have to keep going i'm kind of around that same storyline but it was at the two-year mark after danica's death bryce is in her apartment and like hunt finally comes into the picture and she's just putting him in his place like no you have to stay out no you cannot no, and he's, keep in mind, Hunt is on bodyguard duty because she is an heir to the Autumn throne and he is on babysitting duty and she's not letting him in her apartment to fully be a bodyguard. And she's like, no, you can stay across the street, on the roof, keep your distance. And I just love the witty banter between the two of them. And she closed the blinds and then he calls her and says, can you at least open the blinds so I can see what you're watching? Because it's really boring out here. So she's watching (laughs) some version of like Love Island or some reality garbage TV show and he's giving her crap for it. And she's just like, they're just kind of flirting. And I love Mm -hmm. that. And I was like, oh, okay, we're getting somewhere. All right. So it just picked up so much more after the first 200 
and 50 ish pages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, here we go. Finally, man. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, in every Sarah J. Mass book, there's a map of the land that the characters are from. So, and I would love to visit Prithian and or Crescent City someday in a perfect world. Me daydreaming. I would love to get me an Airbnb in Night Court any day of the week. Valeris, I'm in. That being said, how would you describe Crescent City to our listeners? Well, Crescent City is described as a new city built on top of the foundations of the older parts of it. So people were saying that it reminded them of cities like Tel Aviv or or uh, Rome. Okay. Uh, for me, it gave me the same kind of vibe. I was thinking more of New York City slash Glasgow type vibe. Okay. I'm kind of there with you. I thought of it as like San Francisco without the bay. It's a river instead of a bay. So you have the the map of Crescent City is a circle divided into different districts. And then outside of the city circle looks like wine country to me. So I just think of it as like Napa or Sonoma. (laughs) Put Crescent City on my bucket list. (laughs) This is the fun part. I could kick myself for not seeing this sooner. But what parallels did you see between Akatar and Crescent City? So I unfortunately do not have the time like to read both at the same time and make annotations. I'd love to do that though. And I wish I could say I was a sponge and just absorbed everything. But the only things that I could really find a parallels per se was that they have the autumn court, both have the autumn court, both have the stories of the dagger slash the sword reuniting people. And to see the sword and the dagger reuniting at the end was really fun to read. But that's all I could think of at the moment. And okay. I I thought about this for days. <laughs> but I'm okay. that reader where I read everything and then I forget. Some of the parallels that I caught. And once I was done with the the second book, I was like, how did you not see this? They were screaming <laughs> at you. And I was wondering why my brain was just like so engrossed with this, with Crescent City. It was because you were, my brain was slightly finding consistencies that were similar to Akatar, And it was just, I don't know, an ounce of serotonin would be released somewhere in my brain. I'm like, oh, must read more. But <laughs> that being said, some of the parallels that I found was, I think Amran and Fury are the same creature and or come from the, are the same species. Okay, yes. And to get back to Amran and Fury, who I was mentally casting as Amran was Bree's sister, Nikki Garcia. Okay. So I, and they're identical twins. So I think Nikki has more Amran attitude and Brie has more Fury attitude and just embodies the characters in, in themselves. But in the books, you have no idea what kind of species they are. You just know you're never going to mess with either of them. And you know that they're ancient. And I I would love to see these two play Amran and Fury. Jurian and Victoria. So Jurian was trapped in in a ring on Amarantha's finger and Victoria's soul got removed and put in a box and thrown to the bottom of the river. So the purpose was for them to both go insane while they were trapped in this little vessel. I don't think we're completely done with Victoria just yet. If Jurian can come back from just being an eye trapped in a ring, I think there's hope for Victoria. And then I think the Asteri were briefly mentioned in Akatar by Reese. He mentioned the ancient ones multiple times. He just used different verbiage. And I was like, oh, this is it. Oh, 
and they would talk about the first wars. And I was like, oh my gosh, it now makes sense. Oh, why didn't I see the center? Ah. So <laughs> I have a couple fan theories for you. Okay. I think Bryce could beat out Eris as heir to the Autumn Court because she has Luna's horn. I expect the Autumn Court throne to just like appear to her as the sort of Gryffindor does. <laughs> and I expect it to happen like after she beats the Asteri. Oh, like, okay. I think Eris and Lucian would be like, my lady, <laughs> please. <laughs> and I'm curious as to how Luna's horn will be brought up in the next book because yeah. I think someone from the autumn court might sense it like the king might sense it and be like hey one thing is not like the other <laughs> why is this working for her and not my own kids you know I'm I'm curious to see the other synchronicities that Bryce will have within Prithian and I don't know maybe she and Feyre have um, some things in common because Feyre technically has a piece of every court and her I don't know, being. So I expect Bryce and Feyre to connect more. And I want them to be making friendship bracelets. I cannot wait for January. It is going to be yeah. so good. No, tempted to buy all of the copies, but no, I just I just got one. I just pre-ordered. <laughs> I just pre-ordered one. And now it is time for the spotlight of the week. The holiday season is approaching fast, and if you're looking to save some money on gifts for your loved ones, Timu is your one-stop shop. Once you download the Timu app with the link in our show notes, you'll get a $100 coupon bundle plus 50% off your purchase. Discount is only available to new app users. Don't miss out on these deals this holiday season, and be sure to grab that link in our show notes. We here at the Van Gogh's Podcast are not promoted by or affiliated with the following. Sarah J. Mass. Bloomsbury Publishing, or Amazon. We're just really big fans who are tempted to buy all of the editions for the third Crescent City book. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.